Welcome to the escape room. Enjoy the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! Welcome to the DIU Escape Crew Podcast. I'm Dom. I'm Phil. That is Phil. And we're here at Escapism in Southington, Connecticut. Yes, we are. With the owner, Ben. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing today? Good, guys. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having us here. We just finished the score, and uh, i got to say, it's one hell of a game. Definitely. Very, very good. Highly recommend it. Yes. We want to come back, so... Yeah, this is our new room. We opened it right before the shutdown back in March. Got to run it for about two weekends, and then, uh, of course, the world changed. Mm. <laughs> damn uh, <yes>. Corona. <laughs> yeah, damn Corona. So this is our fourth room. We wanted to come here. We wanted you to be our first interview for here because we love you guys. Cool. Uh, ever since the uh, first game that, that we uh, played, and I wondered what made you guys want to open up escape rooms as opposed to just being enthusiasts and players? Um, I, I ask myself that question um, a lot of days. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, I had always looked for something that we could do on our own. That, um, my wife, Chelsea, and I, who own Escapism, um, you know, the first time we ever played an escape room, I told her, this is what it is, doesn't it sound like fun? And she looked at me and said, like, that sounds more like your thing than, than maybe mine, <laughs> which, fair enough. Um, but... You know, she plays a huge role here as well. It's, you know, something that combines both of our talents. Like, she's the one that made everything look the way that it looks. You know, the look of the lounge here. Um, I'm on the nerdier side. I make the puzzles. I build sort of the games, which I enjoy. Um, But it was something that kind of put all, you know, both of our skills together and something that I thought we could do something different than than other people are doing. Nice. Very nice. How long have you been in business for? So we are coming up on being open for two years. We open August 4th, uh, 2018. So not quite. Oh, we're right there. Yeah. yeah, A few days from now. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Well, if you listen, if you, if you're listeners of ours, a big, a big topic conversation is what makes a good escape room. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my opinions of it. He definitely has his, as someone who is on the other side of the table, Mm -hmm. as someone who's, you know, builds them instead of, instead of playing them. Well, not that you don't play them, but as as someone who who builds them, what do you consider makes a good escape room? So, you know, we also started off playing rooms um, before we decided to get into it. And and our first experience was a lot of fun, but in hindsight, it was a very plain room. It was just a puzzle room, right? We walked in, there were puzzles on a table, there were locks everywhere, wasn't much of a story, but we we had a great time anyway. Mm -hmm. But we quickly started finding these more immersive experiences where it made you feel like you were in a time or a place or whatever. And that's what we really loved. And so we've tried to replicate that side of it here, you know, where everything that we do, you know, we really pay attention to the details and try to make sure that we let you immerse yourselves into that world for an hour. So, you know, everything down to the timers that we use in the rooms, the, uh, the hint systems we use in the rooms, 
try to make sure that everything that's in there makes sense that it would be there. Yeah. And after playing all four games here, that you that is right. Like you by you have by far probably the best clue system I've ever seen, especially for Do Not Disturb. And yeah. uh, we've mentioned that in our review that we put up what, about a year ago. Yep. It is funny. Our opinion on this is immersion a lot, a lot of times and how mm-hmm. things fit into the room. Mm-hmm. And we're always going back to this company about how all the little details are, are just covered. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's everything fits, fits the game, everything. It's not like... Nothing seems out of place. Yes, yeah, nothing right. seems, seems out of place and... You know, I think you guys do a, a great job with that. No, thank you, guys. Um, it, it's great to hear. I mean, that is, for us, sort of priority number one. Um, you know, I mentioned to you guys earlier, but there's other other companies that make better puzzles than us or, or more beautiful rooms than us or whatever. But And all that's important to us as well. But, you know, job number one is, does everything make sense to be in the room that's in the room? It's really how I start building the game. We come up with a theme, and then I start thinking about what would be in that environment that I can then make a puzzle out of, right? Mm -hmm. I don't make a bunch of puzzles and just have a giant list of, hey, here's some puzzles, and then I cram them into a room. It always goes the other direction. It's always, you know, we're building in an ancient Mayan tomb, and what would I expect not that I've ever been in an ancient Mayan tomb, but what would I expect there to be in that kind of a room? And how would I expect to interact with that room? And that's where I come up with all my puzzle ideas from. Now, talking about puzzles, one thing that we've talked about is some rooms that you play seems like they have so many puzzles in them that the person who created it just wants to see... Show you how smart yeah, they are. Yeah, how, how smart yeah. they are. And then there's other rooms that you play where... You make it out of the room in you know 15 20 minutes and you're like well geez if there was three more puzzles in that room mm-hmm. um you guys seem to have found a great balance mm-hmm. of the amount of puzzles the amount of time that you're spending on your thing is there a lot of trial and error that goes in with the amount of puzzles per room or is it kind of like hey yeah you know this is this is all the ones we can think of and that's you can kind of run with it i think you know, after we opened our, our first two rooms, we started with Do Not Disturb and Meltdown. Those were a lot more trial and error to figure out, okay, how long is this going to take someone? I think the first time I ran somebody through Do Not Disturb, it took them like almost two hours to play it. Wow. Right, so there's way too much in the room. Mm-hmm. Similar with Meltdown, there was too much. We ended up stripping puzzles out. So now after those experiences, we've got a better idea of how hard roughly things are going to be, how much time people are going to take. But there's still constantly tweaking that we do to make things a little easier or a little harder. Or, but overall, I want that balance to be something that, you know, an average team who, you know, either never played a game before or maybe played one can get through it without an immense amount of help, right? We gotta, we gotta balance guys like you who've done, you know, almost 200 rooms with somebody who's walked in here and said, hey, I've heard of this escape room thing. I want to try it, and you both are doing the same puzzles, right? Yeah. And so that's a tricky balance, um, and we're constantly kind of tweaking that, but we just kind of even the playing field by giving more or less help if people need it. So. Nice. Nice. Now, um, I know, like, unless you have more rooms, that's the way you really get repeat customers. Mm-hmm. Now, you came up with the score 
so that you can actually have repeat customers for the same room. Yep. How do you design the room so that you can have that repeat customer for the same room? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a trick uh, for the score. We, we made sure that there's more than enough to do in the room, for one, but we're worried about that feeling frustrating. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you could finish that room and look around and think, wow, I was terrible at this, right? I didn't, I didn't accomplish enough. But we really try to pitch this room as something different, right? You're almost, it's almost like you're playing a video game. You're not going to put a quarter into the Donkey Kong machine and get to the end of the game, right? right. You're trying to set a high score or you're trying to get a better score than anybody else this month or whatever it is. And so... It's been a mix of, you know, having more than enough in the room, but also teasing you with what else is still there, and you were so close to getting into this new section, and the, the room sort of unfolds in ways where things are staged in a way where when I solve this, it gives me access to now solve several other things. And you guys started to hit the boundaries of some of the, you know, the initial stages of the game and almost broke through into much bigger areas um, that that you can do next time. Mm -hmm. And so people have really enjoyed that aspect of it. We've had a number of of groups already come back and play it again, um, even in, we've only been open for about five weekends with it, Um, you know, some before the shutdown, some after. And we've had people tell us the second time they even enjoyed more than the first time because they've gotten to explore so much more. They've gotten to really play the room in a different way than they've ever played another escape room because you go in almost with a plan of, okay, we need to hit this, this, and this right away because that gives us access to this section. This, this, and this, right. And we want to work on that. So anyway, a little bit of secret sauce, but... There you go. Hey, you know. That's that's cool. Uh, that must have been mind racking, mind racking, yeah. Without trying to just even come up with the puzzles to keep you going and going and going with this room. It it definitely was more challenging than the other rooms. Um, I I keep saying now like we should hurry up and build our next one because it's going to seem simple compared to what we just <laughs> went through for this one. We'll need you know a third of the puzzles, but I mean you're getting the. You know, you're going to get the repeat customers because they want to keep building up the, the, you know, the gold and the platinum and all that. Yeah. So it's almost like you were building like two or three rooms in one room. Yeah, it really is. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a lot of work. Yeah. We probably have on average, you know, 13, 14, 15 puzzles in our other three rooms each. And the score has almost 40. So it is almost. Yeah, it is almost three rooms and three escape rooms in one. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Well, I'm looking forward to coming back. I most certainly am. And we're definitely going to bring a couple more of the EIU Escape crew with us to, to Hopefully do this. Hopefully, baby, Becca. Yeah, and Gary. And Gary. The blonde bandit. The blonde bandit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got one more question for you. Yeah. You know, you mentioned leaderboards. Mm-hmm. And the most teams that come through, I know we like to play a game where if it's a 60-minute game, I want to be in that room for 59 minutes. Right. Is there, what's, what do you think, uh, are most teams want to make the leaderboard or most teams want to enjoy the immersion and be in there for the entire time? I think it's a mix. Um, 
just speaking in general about the customers we see in all of our rooms, if, if they're less experienced, they certainly enjoy the immersion of it. They're less focused on the leaderboards. Um, but we certainly have people who come in that that is their goal. They want to get on the leaderboard. They will blow through the room and hardly notice the immersive aspects, which, you know, to us, that's not how we play, but that's fine if that's how it's you want exactly to play. That's exactly the way. We don't play that way either. So. Um, to me, you know, you're, you're kind of missing out on a lot of what we've put there, but if that's not the part you enjoy, then have at it. Play it, you know, play your speed run, and, and that's fine. Um, right. But I would say far more we see people who want to enjoy the experience. I've said almost the same thing to, to people. You get out with five seconds left, that's maximum value for your money. Yeah, right? well, that's the way we look at it, too, because, you know, not for nothing, escape rooms are not cheap right. um, in any means. Where you could pay averages thirty dollars a room, where you could pay upwards to fifty dollars, or probably even more in some places, depending on where you are, mm -hmm. a person. And uh, so, me, I want to get my money's worth and not be out in half hour or twenty minutes. Because yeah. we've done rooms that, you know, it was four of us. We were out in twenty-five minutes, and we we're like, felt empty inside. Felt like there should have been another one or right. two more puzzles yeah. in there. And even the two of us, we've done rooms where we've gotten out in 20 minutes, and it's like, wow, like, yeah, okay, cool, we made a leaderboard, but we're not looking for that, you know? And, so. and I, I mentioned earlier, it's tough balancing that from, like, from an owner standpoint, because you would be surprised at the struggles we see sometimes with people playing the rooms that you guys don't have a hard time with. Some people, you know, they don't really know what they're looking for. It can be challenging for them. So I'm constantly debating, should I make this room easier? And then somebody finishes it in 30 minutes. It's like, well, I can't. You're right. Um, so it, I understand it. It's tough. Um, but I'm more on the side with you guys. I, I like to enjoy and sort of savor that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I think that's it. Cool. I'd like to thank you for uh, being our first guest here on the DIU Escape Room or Escape Crew podcast. Yes. Um, and again, we're at Escapism. In Southington, Connecticut. Probably yeah. our favorite place here in Connecticut. Definitely, definitely stop down. Yes. That is awesome. Thank you, guys. Check out all the rooms. They have Do Not Disturb. They have the Meltdown. They have uh, the Tomb. And now the brand new one, um, the Score. So, Which uh, could be played multiple times. Right. So you can go to escapismct.com and uh, book your escape room. Uh, these guys are, are great. They got a great lobby. You can come hang out for a few minutes and whatnot. And uh, they'll give you a nice conversation afterwards if you want to talk, too. So uh, I think that's about it. Thanks, uh, so. thanks again, Ben, for being on our podcast. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you for being our first yeah. interview. I'm our first interview. <laughs> and with that, it's... Uh, you want to check out anything, you want to leave comments, you can email us at review at gmail.com or uh, check out our Facebook page, which is the same thing right now because I haven't made a DIU Escape Crew Facebook page yet. But um, comment under when we post these in, in groups and whatnot and uh, check out our website at diuerr.webs.com and uh, that's about it, right? So. Well, I'm Dom. I'm Phil. That is Phil. Yeah. And you'll hear from us when you hear from us. Peace out. <laughs>